That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and we are back in the Sunshine State, where it's always nice to be on the summer tour. I mean, this is the best place to be. Let's get it started. We're not, we're not in Ybor City tonight. It's not time for that, but it's certainly time for TSS Fantasy. Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is. This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yes, indeed, we are back. I don't think Fantasy Jesus um, has been blessed with internet, apparently, tonight. But he'll be in in a moment. Welcome in. We got a busy show tonight, so we're super excited we're back. It's Tampa Bay, and there's some fantasy relevance to this team, I might add, and some interesting um, interesting battles, to say. We'll put it that way, and we'll talk about that um, here in a few. But don't forget, go to TSSFantasy.com. Go to see all of our latest and greatest rankings. Unfortunately, some people, like Freddie, are still late on their rankings, but they'll be up soon. Don't worry. We'll see. Um, also, don't forget... Um, go to Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. Also, go to Jazz Sportsbooks. We have the promo TSS there as well. Lots of different uh, promotions that they run, so I can tell you one and it might change next week. But check them out. We got lots of great promos for you on there as well. And also Pro-Am Belt. So if you're looking for some great bling for your fantasy championship, Go to Pro Am Belts. All right. Well, I don't have to bid anyone adieu because my boys aren't in. I see Justin getting in there tonight. But that's all right. We'll see him in a little bit. It's time for Dr. Miller's house call. The doctor is in. We are back our home state of florida it's where all the summer tour should be in my opinion let's welcome in the doc and let's talk about those tampa bay buccaneers what's on the house call absolutely let's start with mike evans so he is averaging over 15 games per season over the course of his career nine seasons right last year final game he had over 200 yards and three tds in week 17 so his advancing age of 29 doesn't mean he's washed up his consistency alone, again, averaging over 15 games over the last nine seasons, gives him a 10% to the bench. Sharing the field with him, Chris Godwin, not quite as consistent as Evans, but he's still averaging 14 and a half games per season. Now, this is even more meaningful given his 2021 ACL injury, again, averaging over 14 and a half games a season. Interestingly, and I think encouragingly, He's reporting now that he's feeling his explosiveness finally returning in his second year after the injury. Again, looking at data 
second year following ACL repair, we see a huge uptick in production for running backs and a pretty meaningful uptick in production for receivers. So it sounds like Godwin's validating that experience, saying his explosiveness is returning. We're going to say 15% of the bench. And lastly, Rashad White. So we only have one data point, but as a rookie, he played in all 17 regular season games. So good sign. He's expected this season to be more of a dual threat back. So we should see his fantasy value increase. But for a guy who's never missed an NFL regular season game since he came into the league, I can only give him a 5% of the bench. Gotta love it. Very low uh, percentage for those players to get hurt. We will see it tomorrow, but at least the one thing I'll say, well, I wonder who's going to throw it to him. All right, Doc, we'll see you tomorrow. See you then. No shade thrown to my Bucks guests at all as I bring them in. All right, let's bring in our guest for tonight. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our next stop on our summer tour, we go back one last time to the Sunshine State. It's a pirate's life for us and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. All righty. Well, we are back. We got our guest in. Let's go. Let's get them started with their introductions. Welcome in first to my, well, I guess whatever that is, my left, River Wells. Welcome in, sir. Thanks for having me, man. I'm really excited to uh, talk some Bucks football. So, uh, got to go. I can't hear anything. Absolutely. <laughs> we can hear you, James. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for again for coming in, River. It's going to be a fun night tonight. James, let's welcome in James to the studio. James, I, I, I meant to ask you prior, and I'm sorry if I'm saying this correctly. Yarcho, is I'm saying that correctly? It's Yarko, actually. Yarko. Yeah. Thank you. I, sorry. Oh, no, all good. Uh, trust me. That is uh, the pronunciation that I get the most often and also the closest to what it actually is compared to some of the other pronunciations that I've gotten. But no, I'm excited to be on here, talk a little uh, – Talk a little Buccaneers football. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a better season than most pundits are giving them credit for, but we'll get into that. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you in. Thanks for it. We do appreciate it. Let's also welcome into the studio. He's the sports nerd. It's Bradley Walker. Welcome into the studio, sir. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking uh, Bucks football with, with all these great gentlemen here. Awesome. All right. We're going to see if we can uh, get James and see if he can hear us now. James, welcome in. Can you hear us, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We're with you. Welcome into the studio. Hey, thanks for having me. We appreciate you being in. All right, well, let's get things started off tonight. Again, we're talking about the Bucks, so let's talk about last season. Finished 8-9 and nine last season. I mean, it wasn't the greatest of Buck seasons, obviously. Um, but, again, good enough to get to first in the NFC South. Um, uh, not the greatest division last year. You did lose to the Cowboys in the playoffs, 31 to 14. Um, so offensively, stat wise, your points per game, you guys were 18.2, made you 25th in the league. Yards per game, 348.9, which was 15th. Passing yards per game, 273.3, which was second in the league. Rush yards per game, 75.6, which was dead last. Defensive stats. Points per game, you guys were 21.6, or your 15th overall. Yards against, 329, which was 10th in the league. Not too shabby. Passing yards per game, defensively, 208.8, which was 9th. Rush yards per game, 121.1, which was 15th overall. A little lack in there. All right, well, let's go. We're going to go around the room. Uh, River, I'm going to start with you. 
do me a favor. Give me three words or less. Sum up last year's season for you and then just expand on it for me. Um, if you can use a word twice, I'll go bad, bad offense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> offense was definitely the name of the game last year with, um, you know, you had Tom Brady and you had all the weapons like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans as always, but you had Bruce Arians uh, leave right before the season. And then you had Todd Bowles take over in his first year as head coach. And that left Byron Leftwich to manage the offense and call plays and kind of maybe take a little bit more of a role possibly than he had in the previous years. And the offense was not good. The line was very bad. Uh, the scheming was definitely subpar, and it caused a lot of problems for the Buccaneers overall. Defense, like you mentioned, a little bit lacking in the run game, but Todd Bowles' defense still definitely has its moments. It shows its pride. So could expect that this coming year. But the absolute um, you know, weakness of the offense last year, I think, contributed to a lot of their woes and struggles, and it ended up having to – have these game-winning drives in the fourth quarter that contribute to a good chunk of their wins. So, big problem. Right. So, bad offense. I love it. Let's go to James. What say you, my friend? Give me three words or less and expand on it. Uh, oh, hell no. <laughs> is is And that's just because of being able to move the ball at times, but getting to the red zone sputter and not being able to score and, and take advantage of things and really looking like – uh, offense that took two steps back. And I know a lot of it was because of injuries, but it's just like couldn't get the monkey over the back. And for the first time ever, Tom Brady really did look like an old quarterback last year. Yeah, he was looking a little along in the tooth for sure. Um, James, the other James point 2.0. How about you, my friend? Three words or less and expand on it for me. Injury plagued nightmare. Yeah, it, it all started day two of training camp, right? Ryan Jensen goes down. You already had the surprise retirement of Ali Marpet. You have Nick Leverett tear his ACL in the final preseason game. So now all of a sudden the offensive line is in complete shambles. Chris Godwin isn't back to 100%. Uh, I think we might have lost your uh, mic, James, there or something. Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, yeah, you heard the doc say Chris Godwin is just now feeling like he's back to 100%. You had injuries in the secondary. You had Shaq Barrett go down. It was just, it, it was one thing after another. Injury after injury after injury. And all of that piled onto what River and, and James said. And, you know, Byron's lack of play calling ability and uh, the confusion and just no cohesiveness whatsoever. When you have that revolving door at the offensive line, it throws everything out of whack for the offense. A hundred percent. All right. Well, Bradley, how about you? Hear it from the rest. What do you say? Three words or less and, and uh, expand on it. Um, I'm going to say Bowles looks befuddled. And what I mean by that is you had, you know, you go from winning a Super Bowl, you get the reins turned over to you. Uh, and River mentioned that. You get the get it turned over to you, and you lay an egg with the greatest quarterback ever to suit up in a uniform. And again, I know you can't win it all. Offensive line definitely was an issue. Byron Leftwich obviously could not make calls, or obviously, you know, somebody else was pulling the offensive strings, and you know, Leftwich was just the guy calling the plays in. But uh, 
Bowles is going to have to do something different this year because if not, they're, it's going to be bad again for them this year. So he's going to have to improve. Bringing in a new offensive corner, shaking it up a little bit. We'll, we'll see how they do this year offensively. Absolutely. All right. Well, we, we started off a little somber. We talked about what was. Let's talk about what is now, right? So we know, of course, marquee additions for you guys. Offensively, we've got Baker Mayfield now as the QB. Chase Edmonds also to beef up the running back position. But when you look at the subtractions off the team, all a lot of the oldness kind of went away with Julio Jones right now, still a restricted free agent. Um, Akeen um, Hicks as well. Um, Shaquille Mason, though, unfortunately has left um, for you. Well, maybe not, unfortunately, as you said, the line offensive woes as they've been. Um, in the draft, no first-round pick, but round two, Logan Hall, defensive end from Houston. You also had another uh, uh, second-round pick. That was Luke Goat. Uh, I can't. I, I'm going to mess this up, but Goaty. That was last yeah, that was. Oh, it is. Oh yeah. my God, I'm reading last year's stuff. Awful. It was Kalijah Kanzi in the first round this year, and then you had Cody Mock, um, offensive guard, and then you had Yaya Diaby in the third round and edge rusher. Yep. So. Well, embar- I'm embarrassed to say. So sorry about that. <laughs> that. That's where copy and pasting gets me. All right. Well, regardless of all that, let's go to Bradley first. We'll go reverse order here. Let's hear predictions for this season, and uh, you know how do you think the season's going to turn out for you guys? Well, I'm going to start with Baker Mayfield. I know a lot of people give him a lot of slack from his, obviously at Oklahoma and so on and so forth, and him coming through. But he, you know, remember this, guys. He took the Browns to the playoffs, and they won a game. They beat Pittsburgh. You know, a team that Cleveland hates. Cleveland hates Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh hates Cleveland. But I mean, he took them there. I think he's going to come here again. He's got big shoes to fill. Obviously, when you lose a legend like Tom, he's got big shoes to fill. I don't think he has any um, issues with being the starting quarterback. I'm a I'm a Gator fan, but Kyle Trask is not the answer, guys. It's it. He, they've had him for two years. He didn't do anything while Tom was here. It would have been a great time to kind of mold him. He hasn't done anything. Um, I can see them going nine and eight this year. I mean, they, uh, the, the thing is what's going to happen with Devin white. Is he going to go? Is he going to play? Is he going to give the effort? That's going to be a big key this year on that defensive side of the ball. Um, Levante David, he's the leader. I mean, that's the leader right there. Um, you know, and Antoine Winfield jr. On, you know, on the defensive, uh, you know, on the end safety, they're good on defense. It's going to see how the offense goes. Um, I, I could see nine and eight or, you know, even 10 and seven this year. I mean, I know that might be out of the water, but I'm going to go bold and go 10 and seven. He's going bold, ladies and gentlemen, with 10 and seven. Gotta love it. James, how about you, sir? Yeah, I, I see this team ranging somewhere between seven and nine and nine and seven. I think they'll be in, in contention for the division for sure. And just to kind of piggyback, piggyback off of what Bradley said, <clears throat> a lot of people give Baker a lot of flack for what happened last season. And it's not exactly fair, right? So the Browns used his injury in 2021 as an excuse to jettison him and bring in the marquee name of Deshaun Watson. So Baker doesn't land in Carolina until after training camp already begins on a ship that's already pretty much sunk with Matt Rule as the head coach. They start trading away everybody. Um, 
you know, he's out and then all of a sudden he gets shipped to Los Angeles, wins a game when he's been with the team for 48 hours without Cooper Cup, without, you know, they're, they're starting running. I think they were on their third string running back in that game. He's throwing passes to practice squad wide receivers and leads a comeback. So Baker has the intangibles. He has the mentality. He's fully healthy. And now he has a full offseason of preparation under Dave Canales, who, mind you, when he was in Seattle, wanted Baker Mayfield before they had Geno Smith. They wanted Baker. So this is a guy that Dave Canales already knows can run the style of offense that he is going to be running in Tampa. So I, I think Baker's going to surprise a lot of people uh, outside of of the Tampa area who really follow this team closely, but on a national level, Baker's getting a lot of hate. The Bucks are, are there's no faith in them whatsoever. And I, I think they're going to be a little bit of a surprise team this year. I like, I love it. I love the take. And you know, one thing you didn't mention that Baker also has is that Moxie. And right now he's got some pretty lethal weapons in Tampa for sure. All right. The other James, how about you, my friend? How do you feel the Bucks are going to do the season? I mean, the good thing is we're in the NFC South and it's not the best division in football right now. And also we're lucky because one of our AFC opponents this year is going to be the AFC South. So I think there's games very winnable for us that we can go and get. Um, kind of like what everyone else said, I'm looking at the 9-7 and seven mark. I believe we can compete. Um, Canales, I believe, is going to do a good job of utilizing the quarterback that works best. And unlike a lot of people, I just don't think Kyle Trask has had a fair shake at showing what he could even do. Yes, he's been there a certain amount of time, but when you're playing behind Tom Brady and you're playing to win playoff games or get to a Super Bowl, you're not going to see the field. You're not going to sniff the grass. You're not going to get a chance to get acclimated and play with those number ones uh, receivers to see what you can do and how you can be utilized. So I honestly believe that Trask isn't out of the running, but I think that Baker Mayfield is a really good fit for what this offense wants to do. And I thought that that should have been a target a year prior when we thought Brady was going to retire. All right. I like it. Let's go. River, what say you, my friend? What's your prediction for these Bucks this season? I appear to be somewhat lower than everybody else. Um, <laughs> what everyone said is definitely true. There's a lot of talent on this team still. Uh, you got guys in the defense like Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, Anton Winfield. Um, you got guys in the offense, like, of course, Mike Evans and Chris Goblin. Um, definitely a lot of talent that'll definitely show out. Uh, however, I think there's quite a few questions. The offensive line is a huge question. Uh, big move this offseason is moving Tristan Wurst from right tackle to left tackle, which a lot of people have opinions on. I'm not a huge fan of it personally. So you've got some questions on the offensive line. You know, Cody Monk has never played a game. Luke Godeke at right tackle is definitely an interesting question. And they got Matt Filer from Los Angeles, who had a pretty – Good season two years ago and struggled a little bit last year. So how that line holds up is going to be definitely integral. I like Dave Canales. I think his system and what I've heard from him is exciting, but it's also his first year as an offensive coordinator, I believe. So that's something to keep in mind as well. And then in the secondary, you got guys like Dean Davis, but you got a pretty big question at slot corner. And it's looking like Zion McCollum might end up playing slot corner this year, who's incredibly physically talented. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with RAS score, but I think he scored a perfect 10 on RAS for his physicals. But he's got some work to do in his second year. So I'm thinking anywhere from five to six, maybe seven. Uh, Todd Bowles, I'm not ready to write him off completely. However, he definitely has some questions to answer in his second year as a head coach. Clock management issues, how he used Ryan Suckup 
uh, knowing that his distance wasn't particularly good last year. Also, many people have gripes with. So I'm in that low five to six-ish range. Uh, this team's definitely – I've seen a lot of people say this team's going to be a first-round pick potential team. I think they're way too talented for that. Way too talented for that. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of questions to be answered, and it might not be uh, in that eight to nine range, like some are saying, in my opinion. I think with the talent you just mentioned, coupled with what James had mentioned with the schedule, um, you know, you guys are definitely in the mix, um, not only in the NFC South, but in an NFC that right now, you know, there's a few haves, but there's a lot of have nots uh, in the conference. So, you know, you definitely have an advantage there as well. All right. Well, we talked about all the serious stuff and we got all, you know, depressed and sad. Let's have a little fun. First and foremost, you know, my producer didn't hit it on me, but I do deserve it. A tradition on our show when people mess up um, like I just horribly did is to ask this question. <laughs> so that, so I don't know where in the world I did my study in, uh, for the Buck Show and got your last year's freaking. That's the first time I've ever done that. So my apologies on that. I can't believe I did that. All right, we're going to play fantasy quiz show to have a little fun now. So I'm going to have James Yarko and Bradley team up. And we're going to have Rivers and James team up. And basically how fantasy quiz show works is just like fantasy feud. So I'll have Rivers versus James Yarko um, for first question. And then you'll basically shout out the answer. If you get it correct, you'll win it for your side. You guys can finish out the five answers or whatnot. <laughs> you guys can finish out the um, round if you do get three strikes, though. So if you hit the three strikes, your other team, James and Bradley, will get a chance to steal. Just like Family Feud, same kind of deal. Unfortunately, I don't have any fancy fancy buzzers, though. So other than that, I hope you're ready because it's time for the Fantasy Quiz Show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy <laughs> Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> It's going to be a long game. It's not going to be a long game tonight because we got Bucks experts in the building. Like I said, Rivers and James Yarko, you guys will be our first matchup to start it off. Top five answers on the board, and it's always a layup on my show to start the quiz show. So this should be pretty easy to get you guys in the flow of things. I'm looking for top five all-time past TD leaders. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Sorry, I did. So you have to shout it out if I wasn't uh, clear with that, James. My bad on that. River, you did snag it for your team because that is the number one answer. Jameis Winston, 121. All right, let's go to James. You got for uh, what do you got for your team, my friend? Tom Brady. Well, it's the other James. Sorry, it's his. Oh shoot! <laughs> I think I think he can do that one. Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> You're just gonna have to start calling me Yarko. That that's that's where we got. All right, it. that's fair. All right, that's fair. We got it. All right, so um, James, good job. Tom Brady is number two on this list, 108. And good job, Yarko, as well. All right, let's go back to River. You got your up. What do you got? Uh, Josh Freeman. Josh Freeman. Josh, 
He is 80 on the list with number three. I'm sorry, number three on the list with 80. My bad. JR, yeah, James, back to you, my friend. Uh, would Trent Dilfer be on that list? Trent Dilfer? No Trent on that one. River, what do you say? I get a steal? No, you're it's your it's your oh, team. Um, yeah, how about Vinny Testaverde? Vinny Testaverde. Is on the list at number four with 77. All more right. picks, but you James, know. you're missing number five. Uh, I know he's not on here, but that's the only one coming to my head right now is Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. I'm killing us, River. My you're bad. Good, River, you're <laughs> back to you now. You only got one strike left. You can you win it here, or you give it give J uh, Yarko, sorry, and Bradley a chance to steal. Oh boy, this is tough. This is tough. Um, Doug Williams. Doug Williams. He nails it at the clutch. Doug Williams, number five all time, 73. All right. So, listen, we you got in the flow of things. You guys stole, got the first round. Let's go with James against Bradley, round two. Again, we're looking top five answers on the board. Again, I'm going all time, and I'm looking for your rush yard leaders. James Wilder. James Wilder. Gene Wilder's grandson. Just kidding. James Wilder uh, is number one, 5,957. Bradley, you've got it for your team for this round. Yarko, it's up to you, my friend. What else you got? Warwick Dunn. Warwick Dunn. Work done, number three on this list, 4,986. Okay, Bradley, back to you, my friend. Oh, wow. Um, I don't think Doug Martin would be on that list, but on to, it's an outside shot. The pinball Doug Martin? He is number four on this list, 4,630. Three. Okay, let's go back to you, Yarko. Got another guess? Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. Number two all time, 5,088. Okay, so you've gotten all four. Now you're, you've got one, two, three, and four. You're missing number five. Bradley, can you snag it? Lenny Fournette, I don't think he's, I don't think it's him, but that's a shot in the dark. Leonard Fournette. No playoff Lenny on that one. Yarko, what you got? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to have to go with the guy that Gruden ran into the ground is Cadillac Williams. Cadillac Williams. You close it out there. I believe that was all of them there, Judge. He, they've uh, nailed them all. You're supposed to get a yeah, that's it. But yes! that's it! 
Thank you backstage. Appreciate that. All right. Cadillac Williams is number five on this list. 3,677. All right. Look, we got things nice and warm now. One to one. I like the way this is heading right now. We're going to have River and Yarko. And this is when things get interesting. We're really going to test that fanhood. All right. Top five answers on the board. Here is your question. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. Top seven answers on the board. Here is your question. I'm thinking winning percentages, right? And I want to know all time, who are the teams you have the best winning percentages against? Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. I knew that was up there. Yeah. And it's number one. You've oh, snagged wow. it for your team. You guys are eight and four all time against the Buffalo Bills, a 667 winning percentage. Okay, James, back to what to you. What say you, sir? Oh, Lord. I'm going to go back to the NFC Central days. Could it be against the Detroit Lions? The Detroit Lions? Certainly a good guess, as bad as those Lion teams were, no doubt about it. River, back to you, my friend. Um, I'm going to take a shot here because this is an NFC South team. Uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons. The Dirty Birds? Falcons are number four on this list all time. You guys are 30 and 29 against Oh, them. that's number four? the history is very interesting for sure well that that means five six and seven they're all tied because they're a 500 uh, percent winning percentage all right james back to you my friend oh man what if we stay in the nfc south and say carolina panthers the panthers I suck. Okay, there's a lot of meat on this <laughs> bone river right now. You got the Bills at one. You got the Falcons at four. Other than that, like I said, a lot of meat. There are seven answers up there. Um, you know what? I'm gonna stick with the division here, not the South, but AFC. Um, Miami Dolphins. America's team, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Coming on this show and disrespecting the host. I can't believe it. Yes, the Dolphins actually number two all time against the Bucks. You guys are seven and five against America's team, the Miami Dolphins. All right, James, what say you, my friend? Oh, man. The Chicago Bears. The Bears. No, we got to play a bit. All right. So I think that was three there, Judge. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I agree. Our our judge our judge needs some help tonight, apparently. Look, Yarko and Bradley, you guys got a lot of meat here. Like there's a lot going on. Can you guys can now on the steals? We haven't had the steal yet. You guys can talk amongst yourself and come with a concise answer for the steal. So before you get it, so just let me know what you'd like. Is, is there one that you're pretty confident in, Brad? 
I was, I was, Yurko, I was going to say the Bears, um, I've being like, like, yeah, other James said that being in the old division, um, let's, how about, how about the Packers? I mean, I, I know, I don't know how often they play Green Bay. I don't think it would be the Packers. I okay. am relatively confident. And of course, this is going to blow up in my face, but I think the Bucks have a winning record all time against the Chiefs. Okay. So you can yeah. veto me because this, like I said, this is going to blow up in my face, but um, I just, I, I remember back to those black and blue days and the, the sap versus Favre and all that, but man, they played the Packers for a long time. Mm-hmm. twice. A year. So uh, is it Packers or are we going chiefs? Chiefs. Let's go chiefs. The Kansas city chiefs. Great job for the Steel guys. The Chiefs actually are one of those teams that were tied for fifth uh, with the 500. You guys are seven and seven all time, that which actually put them last on the list. Um, number three on this list, the Cincinnati Bengals. You guys are seven of and course. six all time against the Bengals. The other teams you guys are 500 against the Cardinals. You're 11 and 11 all time against the Cardinals and the Philadelphia Eagles. Eight Philadelphia was going to be my next all guess. Time. Mm. All right, let's get on with James and Bradley. It's 2-1, Yarko and Bradley here. So, James and River, you need this round. I'm still thinking winning percentage, though, guys. But I want to go opposite end. Give me the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Saints. The New Orleans Saints. James, what say you? Uh, Tennessee Titans. The Titans. James grabs it for his team because that is the number one answer. The Titans, you guys are two and ten all time. You're actually, there's another team here that's tied there, uh, but you snagged it there. Great job. Rivers, what say you, my friend? Based on recent memory, going back and looking at teams, Pittsburgh's got to be up there. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They were that other team tied with the Titans, both 2-10 and all time, 167 winning percentage. All right, James, back to you. Oh, I'm just thinking back to recent – Nobody I played against, but I feel like the 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers. Uh, The 49ers come in number five, six and 19 all time against the Niners. 240 winning percentage. All right, you're missing three and four on this list. River, what say you? This is where it gets tough. Um, I might go with a NFC Central opponent. Um, can we try the Packers? Packers. You guys are all over the Packers, unfortunately. Not on either end of that spectrum. James, how about you? Oh, man. I, I'm straight pulling them out of my back pocket now because I'm like, uh, 
I don't know. Um, would the Giants be on there? The New York Giants? Damn. All right. I think that was, wasn't that three again, John? That was the two. That was two. Okay. My bouncing out. You got me messing up. River, what say you? You got it. Now you I'm got to keep running this here. plane until it breaks. Can we go Chicago? no go there the um okay so again we're gonna go to yarko and bradley there's three and four on this list if you can name either one of these teams you guys win the game all right. Again, I'll ask if there's anybody that you're super confident in. Because there's one team that came to mind when this question was asked outside of the Saints, which you said, that hasn't been said yet. I'm going to go with the commissioner's most hated team in the AFC East. And that's the New England Patriots, which I'm a fan that's, of. So. That's mm. one that came to mind, but also the Rams. Oh, yeah, that's – yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I, Yarku, I, I would go. I would go with the Rams because they have struggled even before they L.A., St. Louis, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. The I'll go with the Rams. The L.A. Rams. I think. I think that's what we're gonna go with. Yeah. I know. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bradley. That's okay. Tito, thank you for uh, checking in tonight. Appreciate you. Um, so three, number three on this list, the Houston Texans. You guys are one and four all time against the Texans. And Bradley, you were close. You were in the right division. I hate this team just as much. Jets. The New York Jets. Jets. You guys are three and ten all time against the oh. Jets. Blech. All right. Listen, it's all tied up. You got to love it. Two to two. We're back to James and Yarko here for the final round. We're going to go. We're going back to all time list here, right? So I'm going to try to make this a little easy, but also a little hard as I, I went through this. Top five answers on the board, guys. Here we go. All time Bucks history. I'm looking for your receiving yard leaders. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. <laughs> the judges on crack tonight. I was about to say there's <laughs> the guy oh. back is fired. That's it. He's Mike Evans is number one on the list, ten thousand four hundred twenty-five. You see the the look on Yarko's face, like what? <laughs> all right, back to all right. You won it for the for your team for this round, Bradley. What say you? What do you, what's your next guess? Ah, wow. All-time receiving yards. Um, trying to think back to the old days, but I don't I don't remember any of the wide receivers. Mike Evans? Or not Mike Evans, excuse me. Um, he's already been picked. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Give me something. All right, Yarko, what say you, my friend? You got another guess? Jimmy Giles. 
Jimmy Giles? Mm. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> like, who is that? All right. He's Back to you, Bradley. Bradley, but I hope you got I hope there's something here. I hope there's something that's cooking up since um Oh my I, my brain has gone to mush over the last few seconds of you asking me this question. Um wow. Um Andre Ryzen, I don't think he ever played for the Bucks. That's just Andre a, Ryzen. Why? 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 I mean, why? Andre Bad Moon Rising. I I definitely don't think he was on the Bucks. But all right, River and James. I can't believe how much meat there is left on this juicy bone. Can you steal the round for the win? Um, I actually know who Mike Evans passed on that list. Um, I believe it's James Wilder. Is that you, James? You good with that? Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking. I'm thinking Vincent Jackson was in that top five too. Probably is. Probably is. I believe James Wilder is laughably high on that list. Yeah. Which Which one do we want to go with? I'll leave it up to you, James. Man, let's 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 go, Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson for the jump. And you, that's why you go with your gut, James, because ain't no Jane Wilder on this list. You got Vincent Jackson was number five, 4,326. Oh, wow. Number two on this list, Chris Godwin. You didn't even look need to go far at all, 5,666. Number, number three, Mark Carrier, four, or 5,018. And number four, Kevin House, 4,000. 928. If you don't know, now you know. We got you educated tonight with some buck stuff. River and James, congratulations. You are tonight's winners. And unfortunately for Yarko and Bradley on our show, when we have a winner, we unfortunately have a loser. That was Uh-oh. the shortest loser video ever. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, man, I'm telling you, the guy in the back needs to get a long talking to for sure. All right, let's go. Let's go around the horn, and you guys, please plug yourselves. River, let us know where we can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend. Yeah, uh, just look up Buckswire on Twitter, Facebook, whatever you use, and my Twitter is at RiverHWells, so if you want to hear me or see me tweet about Bucks and completely other random things, I don't even do it that. Um, that's real fun. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it was great having you. Make sure everyone go follow, subscribe, get all of River's great content. Yarko, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content? 
Yeah, and real quick, I want to say I'm very sad. Jimmy Giles finished 26 yards short of Vincent Jackson, so he was actually <laughs> sixth on the list. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> very upset. Yeah, I looked at Wilder. Wilder was ninth. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. So you can find my written content over there. And then my co-host David Harrison and I, right now we're three days a week on the Locked On Bucks podcast. But starting mid-July, we're going to be back to five days a week for the basically until June of next year. You can find that on all the podcast platforms and on YouTube. Please subscribe and listen. Go follow, subscribe, get all that great content. It's going to be an exciting year for the Bucks. James, how about you? Where can we follow, subscribe, get your great content? Oh, y'all can check me out on BGSE Network. The show is called Big Games Pewter Perspective. And also that's on YouTube and then on Facebook. And also on IG is BGSE underscore network. By the way, James, I just saw as we were playing, I saw your message to me on Twitter. My bad. I wasn't ignoring you. I just saw it. Though. I was like, oh, You're no. good. My computer just decided to trip out. So I was like, well, let me have him send it to another profile and maybe it'll work for me. But I had to tell him we're using the phone tonight. So I well, apologize. I know. Don't apologize at all. We appreciate you coming in. And look what happens. You go with your gut and you sealed it for your team. Got to love it. Bradley, welcome. Uh, appreciate Excuse me, you coming in. Let us know where we can follow, subscribe, get all your great content. Yeah, guys, I, I am the sports shirt. I was called that a while back by a friend of mine, so I've I've kind of wore the name. I have a podcast we call The Walker Report. We talk all sports. Uh, any of the three gentlemen and yourself are always welcome to come on and talk about the Bucks or anything else that's going on in the world of sports in general. You can find us. We have a Facebook group called The Walker Report. We have a YouTube page that's called The Walker Report also. So head over there, just like with James. Please share, like, and subscribe. And you can um, – I write about the USF Bulls, local Tampa team. Uh, NGSESports.com is where you want to go over there and read my USF articles. Love it. Got to love it. Make sure you follow, subscribe, get all Bradley's great content. Man, we're getting close to football season. I can feel it. I Unfortunately, my wife kicked me out in the back. It's like my back pool area. So I'm out here sweating. Y'all know out here in Florida, I'm out here sweating. You know what's up. All right, so listen, we're going to take a quick break. You guys are more than welcome to stay. We're going to do the fantasy uh, focus on the Bucks. Um, I just want to give you guys that plug time. And if during the commercial, if you want to dip out, cool. It was a great having you. If not, you're more than welcome to stay to close out the show while we do the fantasy focus on the Bucks. We'll see. We'll be right back. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. All righty. Well, Justin, the fantasy Jesus is here with the green screen coming out. I got the devil rays up. We appreciate you being in. Let's get in on. We're talking about our fantasy focus for the Tampa Bay Bucks. All 
right, let's get it on. Talk about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First of all, Justin, welcome into the studio, my friend. Hey, what's up, guys? We appreciate you being here. Love the backstage work tonight. Do appreciate you. All right, let's talk yeah, about. I figured I'd give them a sight. It's twofold. I get to entertain myself by uh, showing off baseball, something that Jason hates. And at the same time, I get to entertain myself by showing the Bucks fans a real champion. <laughs> oh, a little, got a little, got a little, <laughs> a little hater aid to start it off. I love it. All right. So Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, we're going to start this QB position. You know, I don't have either of them right now on my radar. I just don't like, I could see Baker Mayfield you know, doing that plug and play type thing, having those types of games that depends on matchups might be good. Will Kyle Trask end up being the QB? I don't even know. That's why I had the, the guest in tonight because I just don't know. I'm just very uncertain who's going to lead this team in the QB position. So it's hard to make any type of analysis and tell anyone with any type of confidence, hey, yeah, go get, go get Kyle Trask, go get Baker Mayfield, because it's really just uncertain. There was some great points brought up by Yarko earlier about Baker Mayfield stepping in late for LA, that great game that he, he won, he wasn't supposed to win. Um, he stepped up when it mattered, and he's got weapons that I brought up earlier, some of the best weapons in the league right now. So, you know, th there is a case to be made for Baker Mayfield, I'm just not ready to make the case, to be quite frank. Justin, you've been in the back, my friend. What say you? Yeah, I've been I've been looking this up real quick because the last guy of Baker Mayfield's quality that was the quarterback for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and any of the players had success was Josh McCown. So I'm looking up what Josh McCown finished in his 2014 season, but. I do not like Baker Mayfield this year. He is uh, uh, he finished 28th. Perfect. I have him at 34th right now. It's because I think that Kyle Trask, at some point, they're going to throw him a bone and see what he can do. I mean, you don't pick somebody in the second round if you're not going to at least try it out, right? And so, for me, I'm like thinking to myself, you know, Baker maybe goes through eight games. And uh, Yarko was absolutely right. That was phenomenal what he did. In that Rams game, look at what he did fantasy on that Rams game, though. It was nothing. It wasn't even something to be, you know, talked about, you know, and this is what we're talking about is the fantasy segment here. So don't, you know, you know, blow this hype out of proportion here just because he's the only guy there. I doesn't mean he's a guy that you want to go get. So that's my analysis on Baker Mayfield. I'm bringing my inner Nick out tonight. All right, River, there's a lot of haterade in this room. Let's can you get us out of here? Well, we can, tell us something good about Baker or this QB situation. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I think you guys are fairly spot on. Um, the thing I would say, one good thing is that if Baker is in fact a starter in Tampa Bay, Dave Canales' system seems like it could have some more running and mobility than we've seen in the past with Tom Brady, and he might pick up some points that way. Uh, but overall, you know, he was you saw what Canales did in Seattle with Geno Smith and, and that that type that type of offense. Uh, Trask, not really a mobile guy, and I actually do agree with you, Justin. I think we will see both of these quarterbacks start a game in Tampa Bay, and if that were to happen, that would definitely mix up some things as well. Godwin's always a target machine, so if you're playing PPR, always a great idea. Uh, Evans comes down with deep balls, but. As far as those big volume stats that fantasy usually caters to, as we talked about, yeah, probably not going to be a huge option for you um, at quarterback, especially when you should be able to get a quarterback late round. That will probably be able to do better than that, unless you're playing yeah. dynasty. But 
I don't know why you'd have Baker Mayfield <laughs> in your dynasty league. <laughs> so, Possibly trash, though. He's somebody to maybe, you know, on your taxi squad that you could have on your dynasty rosters right now. Uh, but it is hey, a very much once me- upon a time in uh, leagues that we've had in the past. You know, if you've had a league for five years, Baker Mayfield was once upon a time a first round pick. So he's on somebody's that's, roster for dynasty. That's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy is yeah. always different. Um, I like to draft my running backs in the first round, wire savers. Um, I'm playing a dynasty right now where I did draft Patrick Holmes in the first round, which so you know depends nowadays, especially with quarterbacks lining up in the passing game. But a Baker Mayfield first round pick is quite a <laughs> quite a thing to think about. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I I would love to uh, meet the guy who did that one for sure. Let's let's go to the running back position, Rashad White. Right now, I got him ranked 27th. Now, last year it was kind of a bit of anomaly. You know, Doc brought up that he did play in every game. But he was in a timeshare with Leonard Fournette, let's not forget. But from weeks 10 to 17, he was pretty much the 1A, and he was averaging about 11 points per game, put him at RB26, which is pretty close to where I got him now. Um, Now, what does that say? It goes back to what I was saying earlier about we're not sure what this offense looks like. So can I say this team team is not going to turn around and hand the ball off to Rashad White? But, however... PPR, dump offs, things like that. That definitely could be in his realm. They did add Chase Edmonds in the offseason. So could he take away a little bit of that spellback role in that third down situation where you're looking for that pass back? Possibly. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn's still there. Patrick Laird, you have as well. So um, I don't see a lot, any of those guys really threatening Rashad White. Um, so he's got a good value as a top, like a starter running back. However, he's looking more for me, RB2 possibly tinging in that RB3 area. Justin, what say you, though? Yeah, I'm not worried at all about Chase Edmonds. Last time Chase Edmonds had value, he was in an Arizona Cardinals uniform. He went to Miami and stole all that money, didn't even touch the ball enough times to get paid a million dollars. The one guy I would look out for, though, and I'm interested to hear Rivers' uh, ideas on this one, is Sean Tucker. I was you know, going to mention this if you didn't mention yeah. this. Tuckers, you should because, look out for sure. Yeah. Right, right. Because like we all know that running back is one of those, you know, positions that people are just not taking first round picks anymore. You know, the B. John Robinsons, they're the anomalies of the world because they're just so raw and so talented and they add such a dimension to your team. But nowadays, guys like Sean Tucker are more of the norm where it's like somebody who had maybe an injury history pop up. And he slides to undrafted, but he's actually a really good prospect. Team that with somebody who was maybe a kind of a shakier prospect, especially where he was taken, I believe, in the third round with Rashad White. And you kind of get this, you know, little contingent of maybe this guy slides up, maybe this guy slides up. You know, Rashad White, third round pick anymore. You know, 49ers go through third round running backs almost on a yearly basis. So, you know, we're talking about something that might not mean anything in like a year or so if Sean Tucker has a good year. Long story short, Rashad White is 28 for me, and it's because when he came out of Arizona State, he was more of, like Coop was saying, a PPR type of back, somebody who's catching the ball rather than somebody who was running it 200-plus times. We'll have to see. It's going to be something very interesting because everybody in the NFC South, whether you like it or not, is actually a decent defense may not be offensive land, but it there are some good defenses. The Saints have still some stalwarts from their past defenses. The Falcons are slowly getting good. 
And the Carolina Panthers were one of the top defenses last year. They were just a terrible offense. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this uh, division kind of plays out and how this team, Tampa Bay, plays out. Because if they do 9-7 and seven, like you guys were talking about, they might feel okay, you know, passing on a quarterback again, just signing them. But if they shit the bed, they might be trying to trade all the way up for Caleb Williams. Yeah, it's going to be. You're right. It's a, it's going to be a definitely make or break season uh, for this Bucks team to kind of see where they go um, and establish themselves and what identity they have. Really, that's the best thing. River, what say you though? What, uh, give us give us your take on the running back situation. A running back is always partially weighed down by how good the offensive line is. Naturally, if this Bucks line holds up, I'm actually a really big fan of Rashad White for fantasy purposes. The reason being, he is, as you guys said, a multifaceted back. He passes and catches. And I think we're going to see him be a much bigger part of Dave Canales' offense going forward. Tucker is the only person that could see vaguely threatening that spot, but he's RB1 for sure on, on Tampa Bay. And I think he'll get a lot of usage for personally, especially with guys like Mayfield and Drafts there as well. So I think they're going to really involve him in the offense. I do think, yeah, like a strong RB2, RB3, flex sort of whatever. Um, probably not your your RB1. But should that line hold up and should Canales really know what he's doing with this offensive scheme and bring some of that magic he brought from Seattle, I think White might be a really nice sneak, sneaky sort of sleeper pick in the later rounds for sure. Yeah. Indeed, especially in uh, PPR. And again, Justin brought up defensively, though, this team is is still pretty decent and from last season was good. Um, so will they be in those situations? That, to me, is going to be the key. Are they going to be in those situations where they're down and have to throw? Because then that is where I think Rashad White actually might have some really good value with the dump-offs, um, you know, as you get try to get down the field. So, again, kind of a wait-and-see. We want to see what identity this offense um, as, it, as it gels together. But let's talk about the meat and potatoes, really, of this offense, the receivers. Obviously, Mike Evans, and I got Chris Godwin. I got them 30th and 32nd because I'm still in this. I don't know where to put them because I don't know who's throwing them the football. You know, uh, Doc talked about um, uh, Mike Evans, and, you know, he's he's still relatively young. Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's getting too old. He's still pretty decently young, though. I know he's been around the league a while, but, um, you know, he's not that old yet to where I feel like he's really losing anything. Last year, this whole offense struggled. So we can't sit here and say, well, Mike Evans struggled because the offense struggled in itself. Um, Godwin started really uh, catching on last year. Excuse me, Doc brought up. Now he's feeling a little more explosive. We've talked about you know injuries to death on this show, about how it does take a little bit of time for our athletes to get back from an ACL-type injury um, on the field. So, you know, starting to feel him a little bit. But I think both of them right now, just to me, they're in the wide receiver three range just because, again, we don't know the identity of this team. We just said a minute ago about the defense being decent. You're in the NFC South, so those offenses aren't all that great. You're not going to see a bunch of teams jump up on you, neither. Um, same, and you're playing the AFC South. So, to me, I just see somewhat a pedestrian year for both of these receivers. Justin, let's say you. All right, so uh, stop me when you guys want uh, want a puke bag because I'm <laughs> going to give you a list of the quarterbacks that have thrown to Mike Evans. We have Josh McCown, Mike Glennon, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Griffin, Blaine Gabbert. Uh, are you guys still there? 
Like, have you guys have you guys healed over and puked yet? I'm because surprised Griffin has a pass on record to Mike Evans. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It must have been in like a game where they were just dominating, right? Yeah. Or they were like losing by 30 points. Because I, I Ryan Griffin, I looked at it, I was just like, Ryan, isn't that like four string material right He's there? He's been the practice squad quarterback in Tampa Bay for quite a long time. So there yeah, it must have been a, a day where he was active and someone wasn't playing yeah <laughs> everybody's got a nathan peterman everybody's got a ryan griffin right but i'm making this point because these are the guys who have thrown to him and like i said before josh mccown threw to him he was the 28th quarterback in that perspective season and mike evans still got a thousand yards this guy has done wonders he is going on his 10th straight season this is going to be his 10th year in the league, he's looking to make it 10 years of 1,000 yards. That's fucking crazy. Only one that's done it better is Jerry Rice. Um, and at this point, I don't know if I can put him lower than 26 where I have him. And, or actually, I'm sorry. Godwin's 26. He's 29. And I'm fine with that because 29, that still means you're a really good wide receiver three flex. Godwin, for me, he is like a – like River said, he's PPR gold, man, because he can catch eight to ten balls a game, and it doesn't matter if he gets like 80 yards. That's just a little bit extra right there. That's 18 points. Come on now. And with this offense, you know, he's the guy who can really travel. He can be in the slot. He can be out on the perimeter. So I look for Baker's going to be wanting to make this as easy as possible. Canellis is probably going to make this as easy as possible for Baker. So how are you going to do that? You're going to do that with your best receiver, the guy who gets the most separation, and that's going to be Godwin. And then don't even get me started on Russell Gage because I'll need like an hour to try and find him on my list. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't even mention it. It was like it's two or nothing. That's it pretty much. And you could say Godwin could be Baker Mayfield's Jarvis Landry this year. You never know. All right, River, what say you, though? Uh, as far as a fantasy perspective goes, it's Godwin. Um we talk about PPR goal for sure. I have him in my dynasty league, which is a PPR and um, he's definitely super valuable. So I think that's 100% the way to go. If you need to draft someone there, Evans will always get you some touchdowns and some yards at a thousand yards, but Godwin definitely plays more often. So uh, definitely, sorry, <laughs> definitely plays more often or uh, catches the ball more often. Um, like you said, eight, 10 catches per game. So stuff like that. And that's really important for a fantasy perspective. So I would go there. Uh, he's done wonders for me on my fantasy, and he'll probably do the same, and he'll be a safety net possibly for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah, anyone who's watched our show before knows, and one of my big things is always say, and, you know, anyway, it's kind of like, uh, like, hello, yeah, it's like common sense that the bottom line is consistency works with fantasy. Guys who are consistently doing it, um, you know, names like I hear this name every year. How about J.K. Dobbins? We got to hear that name every year. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, he's going to be great this year. He's always up high. And what has this guy ever done? Like, I just don't understand. So let, those kind of guys don't ever make my list. But guys who've done it before are definitely high on my list. Mike Evans is one of them. Very, you can't, Justin just laid it out. You can't get any more consistent than Mike Evans. I mean, there's no, no more uh, consistent than that. Um, and, you know, Godwin is, you know, again, like you talked about, PPR, like, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to be looking for that guy. He's tall, great target to look look for. So I like him to do well. Again, wide receiver three. It's easy. Definitely look for them. 
and your drafts. We're going to tighten up and uh, finish the last of it with both tight end and defense together. Kate Otten, I'll be honest, not on my list. We're looking at for some tight ends. Maybe you guys have somebody else that I don't know about that you think is going to be good on this team, but there's nobody I've seen thus far. And the Bucks D, and we talked about that last like last year being decent. They were 14th um, in 2020, or excuse me, 2022 um, for fantasy. That's how they finished. And again, you talked about matchups. You got the, you got it. Maybe uh, the Panthers. You got the Falcons. Um, you got the Saints. I mean, teams with questionable offenses. And then you play the AFC South, the Texans. You know, you have those matchups that are good quality. I wouldn't be necessarily drafting the Bucks, but I'm certainly looking to stream them later on this year. All right, Justin, what say you? Yeah, this one's a tough one. Um, I want to say Kate Otten's going to be good, but the guy who would really target him is retired right now. So, you know, you, you see Payne Durham coming to town and by the way, dope ass name, Payne, his first name is Payne, everybody. Um, and he's going to be bringing it on the blocking side. You know, this is a guy who would be a three down blocking tight end. And if you're going to be running this scheme, you know, look at Seattle, Seattle loves to run the ball. So, I mean, he, he could be easily, we're going to be seeing 12 sets and we could have two tight ends on there. Durham could easily be on there for a good amount of the, the snaps. And then, you know, who knows with Otten. I got him at 33 because there's just too much uncertainty around him. He still hasn't really laid the groundwork for being a top guy, even in his own system. And um, then, you know, the defense, the defense is going to be good. I you know, I think that their record is probably going to dictate where they land. You know, Panthers had big weeks, even though they had a terrible, atrocious, you know, season. So I could definitely see this being a team I could stream for sure, especially if you guys are playing the AFC South. Oh, yeah, I will definitely be taking you up on the weeks that you play the Texans, the Colts and the Titans. And then, um, yeah, if if the Panthers suck and all that, you know, I'll probably keep you on my squad but uh yeah that's what it is it's a streaming defense at this point it, they're they're good but they're also a little bit older indeed um like i said just a good option maybe later on but make sure you watch out look for the i apologize i should have did a little bit of research but look for when they play those matches maybe they're later on the season toward your uh championship we have to check the schedule out where's, where's our guy in the back we need a researcher remember what say you though on these tight end and defense <laughs> Just fire that researcher. Stop heckling the guy in the back and heckle the guy that gets the stuff together. Um, one thing I will say is that Payne Durham actually caught quite a few touchdowns at Purdue. He's he's really good in space. Um, would I draft him this year to see if that happens? No, but something to watch perhaps this year and the next year if that ends up being he ends up being a red zone threat, you could take a look at that. But I wouldn't draft him this year on that chance. Otten, as far as general football goes, showed a lot of really promising signs, I thought, in his first year. Because tight ends are usually not very good in their first year. It's a hard position to adjust to. And he showed me some stuff that I liked. But, again, there are probably a lot more reliable options that you can get, especially in later rounds. So something to keep an eye on, for sure. I think he's talented. But with the uncertainty at quarterback in the new scheme, could be interesting. Uh, defense... The Bucks defense did not get a lot of turnovers last year. A lot of that 
Well, some of that was scheming, and some of that was very bad luck. The pendulum's got to swing the other way, I'd say, in 2023. So might be better um, this year, but there was a very, very, very noteworthy lack of turnovers from Tampa Bay last year, and I don't think that's going to happen again, partially because it was almost comical how little turnovers they got on defense. So might be something to watch again against the AFC South. Anthony Richardson's a rookie. CJ Stroud's a rookie. Um, you'll have a lot of guys getting used to the game. Uh, so something to watch there for sure once that comes around. If you're in a late run for your championship, you see him on the waiver wire. might not be a bad idea to pick him up. Yeah, much like Ron Rivera coach teams, you know Todd Bowles' teams at least are good defensively at the end of the day. Um, and again, you talked about that. That's one of those things, too, that like the pendulum thing, that sometimes the ball bounces your way. You're there for that deflected pass or that turnover or that uh, fumble that you just couldn't get. Um, you know, and then the following year, of course, you know, that just makes up for it. That's the way it goes. So I totally agree with you, River. I think you guys will do better in the turnover department. All right. Well, it'll be interesting for sure to see how these Tampa Bay Bucks play out. We're getting excited. Football season is upon us. The summer tour is not over, of course. Next, or excuse me, Wednesday, we'll be in Carolina for the Panthers. Rare. Um, I'm not sure how long the fantasy focus will be that night, but that'll sure be a fun night for sure. River, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We do appreciate you for sticking in for all of tonight's show. And Justin, I appreciate you, my friend, no matter what I said about the guy in the back. All right, guys, we appreciate you, and we are out. Thank <laughs> you.